Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. Hey, welcome to episode five. Today, I really want to discuss outdoor classroom basics. A lot of schools, preschools, daycares, child cares are spending a ton of time outside. And I'm just going to go over some of the things that I have found super helpful that might help a beginner in this realm of outdoor classrooms. So let's first talk about the basics. There are basics that you need to take your learning outside. So the first one is the big one, communication with parents. As always, it's it's essential to keep relationships with the parents to be able to communicate with them and one of those things when you have an outdoor classroom is communicating about the gear that those kiddos will need because it changes from season to season especially if you are in a climate like the one we live here in Minnesota you also need to be in communication with parents because kids will get dirty when they play outside for long periods of time. So parents need to be aware that their kids might come with mud makeup all over their face. They might come home with mud makeup all over their face. It's happened in our program before. We actually had some little girls make um, makeup palettes out of like um, deck boards, the the, the deck boards that are composite decking. And because we have like chunks of those in our classroom from samples from a lumber store. That's a tip. Those composite decking samples or even just like cast-offs of somebody who did a composite deck and have chunks left over, they don't decay and they are perfect for your outdoor classroom. Anyway, they made um, makeup palettes out of those and they used mulch as their makeup brushes and a little puddle of water that they found on the ground from when it had rained the day before. And they did makeup on each other and it was the sweetest thing. But they had like muddy cheeks when they went home. So it's it's just really great to be able to let parents know that it's okay. Like dirt is okay. We have a saying at our school, if you didn't get dirty, you didn't play. We even have it on the back of some of our shirts and we have it posted right next to the door. So communication with parents. Layers. Layers are super important when dressing for outdoor play because you can take all the clothes off, but it's hard to add if you don't have anything to add. So we have found that layers work perfectly Lots of different layers for all the different types of weather. It has taken us six years to find out what works well for us. But trial and error is your best friend. So we have certain mittens and we have certain snowsuits and we have certain snow pants and we have certain mud suits that we love because we have found that they were great for the children in our care. It might not work well for other people. So you have to kind of do trial and error to see what works really well for your program. Number two is storage. We need so much storage. There is so much stuff 
And we have found that those big plastic sheds that you can buy at like your big box hardware stores work fantastic for storage of things outdoors. Deck boxes work amazing. Anything that's kind of, well, and we have like a big wood shed too. I was going to say anything that's kind of plastic that holds up well for all types of weather is great, but some people don't, don't like to use plastic in their programs and that's just fine. I just find that that is what works well for us because they're rainproof and waterproof. Um, they're not mouseproof. If you have like plastic sheds or places to store the materials in, then you can have a whole set of things for outside. So you have your outside set of things and you have your inside set of things. So like outside sets would be, you know, markers and scissors and buckets and art supplies and books. We have books that we have taken outside. We actually will take our double copies of books. We have a little free library outside our program. So if we get double books um, and we have already put them in there or whatever, we will actually take the books apart and laminate all the pages and put them together with those little ring clips and the kiddos take the books outside then and then they're waterproof. So that's something that we have found that works well for us. Number three, you need a plan. You really got to think things through when you take kids learning outdoors bathrooming. We have a whole set of different bathrooming routines for when we go to forest school versus when we're just in our outdoor classroom. You have to figure out a plan for washing hands. Maybe that's a bucket of soapy water that's sitting out on a picnic table bench somewhere. How how can you communicate with staff indoors versus outside? We use walkie-talkies between the teachers indoors and the teachers outdoors. So if a kiddo needs to go in and go potty, the teacher gets on the walkie-talkie and say, oh, Sammy's coming in to go potty. Over. <laughs> Oh, we're so fun to say. A plan. You really got to think those things through. You also have to think through a plan when kids are super, super muddy and super, super wet. There's days in our outdoor classroom in the spring when all the snow melts and it forms this giant lake in the back of the outdoor classroom. And when I say lake, I mean like a huge, 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 enormous, ginormous puddle that is like caked over with ice from being cold overnight and the kids go and they immediately want to stamp through all that ice because that's the most satisfying thing in the world to like hear all that ice crack. I'm talking like two inches of water you guys but then they get they crunch through and then they get wet and then we've even had them make boats out of sleds before and they're drenched from head to toe and we need a plan of how to clean them up when we get indoors and so you have to think through those things on your on your own how are you going to do that transition from in to out or out to in how are you going to make sure that everybody um, has gone to the bathroom if you don't have access to an uh, indoor bathroom at that point in time or an outdoor bathroom so there's you need a plan to think through all the things number four there are things you need these are recommendations these aren't things that are necessary for an outdoor classroom there's really nothing necessary for an outdoor classroom other than outdoor space and so nature is nice but these are things that I think are essential to children's play in an outdoor classroom. Number one is a water source. This is when weather allows. Of course, in Minnesota, it freezes for like 17 months out of the year. And so we don't have a water source all year. But when the weather allows, we love to have a hose. We have buckets everywhere. Um, you can do those old-fashioned pumps. You can buy them on Amazon. They're red and they're metal. You can hook those up to a big made tote or something have somebody fashion up a platform for it one thing that we absolutely love having at all times is one of those large black garden wagons it's like they're like plastic and they have really tough wheels and 
kids fill those with water up at the top of our outdoor classroom and then they haul the big wagons down to the bottom of the outdoor classroom where the mud kitchen is and the sand pit and then they use a little dump feature to dump the water wherever they might need it. So we have found that those are fantastic to be able to haul things and especially water around. Number two is sand. Sand is a must. Like it's a non-negotiable for me and I wish we could have more and someday we will. I know that there are programs out there that their whole entire outdoor classroom is covered in sand. Especially like if you have a parking lot is where you're putting your outdoor classroom. Like cover that thing in sand. Sand is your best friend but also like teacher's worst nightmare because it gets everywhere, right? But sand is one of the best things that you can provide to children in an outdoor classroom. Lots of natural things to climb on and over and in. So if you need to add those things to your outdoor classroom, you're looking at things that are probably free, like logs and stumps. You can like put that out on Facebook or wherever and people have trees that fall down all the time, haul it in. We have a giant hollow log in our outdoor classroom that a parent came across in the woods and thought, this is the perfect tree for Butterfly Hill. And they put it on a trailer and hauled it in for us. And we've had it since we opened and it's the most magical, gigantic, hollowed out tree. It's fantastic. Um... What are some other natural things? Rocks. Rocks uneven, like uneven surfaces. Children need to walk on uneven surfaces in order to develop balance. They need to take those risks in order to be able to figure out what their body can and can't do. So you could do boulders even. We had a neighbor of the preschool, our first, maybe it was our second year open, cut down a gigantic tree in her yard. And we saw them like cutting it apart to haul it out. And we went over and asked, can we have that? And they said, sure. And we opened up the gate and they took their skid loader thing and they brought them right in and set these gigantic sumps down right in the middle of our outdoor classroom. And the kids climb on them all day, every day. So you just have to be creative. All right, the number four thing, which is a culmination of many, 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 many things, is loose parts. Loose parts, if you don't know what they are, are open-ended materials that children use in their play. And they can look different from indoors to out, and I'm just gonna list through some things, loose parts we have in our outdoor classroom that um, we have found to be spectacular. Tires, old tires. We had somebody drill holes in our old tires though, so they don't hold water. We have mosquitoes in Minnesota and they are, they like water. So we have holes in our tires. Um, Tractor tires are fantastic. Race car tires are amazing because they're like wide. So we have actually, it's been probably about five years now, but we had a kiddo who really needed that movement. He loved that rolling movement. He actually put himself inside the race car tire and rolled himself down the hill, or he would roll himself down our bridge, which is kind of like a ramp. So race car tires are great. Big plastic. Oh, no, I skipped ahead. I was looking at other miscellaneous must-haves, but we're going to go to, we're still in loose parts. Boards. Find a construction guy. One of your, I mean, find a parent who has inns in the construction or lumberyard world. We get so many goodies from construction sites that aren't being used or boards that might be warped. Um, can sand them down if you want. We generally don't. Make sure there's no nails in them, of course, and just plop them in. Tree cookies. Those are just like slices of stumps or slices of branches. Children use them everywhere. They use them for everything and they do deteriorate over time. So you just have to replace them every few years. Stumps are the same. Stumps are perfect for climbing on, rolling around, um, using them as tables, using them as chairs. 
we have ones that look like toilets and the kids they're supposed to be chairs but the kids say that they're toilets so that's kind of fun one thing we absolutely adore is when people get rid of their like miscellaneous playset materials like the slides and we even have this giant tunnel that somebody took off of their swing set at some point and gave it to us and it's full of holes and the kids use it in their play they like get in it and roll it around or they'll stand it up on end and climb it in and out of it slides loose part slides a lot of programs have full-on slides that aren't attached to anything that children can put wherever they want and I'm on the lookout for one of those so slides miscellaneous playset pieces uh, old gutters people when they take their gutters down off their house ask them for them power wash those things up and put them in your outdoor classroom put them near the sand or stumps so that they can make different levels of them and pour water through them pvc pipes and connectors they can do so much with pvc pipe and connectors buckets lots and lots and lots of buckets our kids use buckets for everything and then just a bunch of random things that we have that have showed up in our outdoor classroom like people just bring stuff just recently we got a big old vintage wake surf board thing that gets pulled behind a boat I don't know it's wood um so it's just this giant piece of wood that it looks like a surfboard with a handle on it plastic pallets we have this giant black pallet that showed up no idea where it came from but it's a huge plastic pallet that obviously it won't deteriorate and we are keeping it from a landfill and the kids use it in their play every single day big plastic spools um again you can get wood spools and we've had giant wood spools too they deteriorated from the plastic spools so they're gonna get rid of them anyway and so we have repurposed plastic spools to be tables and chairs and climbers and things like that in our outdoor classroom one thing that I don't know how how it has survived this long that we have is a giant slinky in our outdoor classroom it seriously gets played with every day I don't know where it came from it is huge it is giant but the children like will grab onto either end like two kids and then they'll pull it as far as they can apart and it seriously goes like 10 to 15 feet and then one of them will let it go and it'll snap back so that giant slinky has been it's probably the most remembered outdoor classroom item ever for all of the kids that have come through our program we also have the basket of a grocery cart from my friend jeff he has the child care bar and grill podcast if you haven't checked that one out there's like 300 or more episodes it's a fantastic podcast about play-based learning and child-led learning but he gave us a basket from a grocery cart and that also has become the best loose part ever because you can climb on it you can climb under it kids pretend it's a cage it's been the cab of a truck the body of a boat so many different things traffic cones kids love the big old traffic cones that we have in our outdoor classroom generally they are lately they've actually been the smokestacks of big ships that they've built outside uh vacuum cleaner hoses are fun we have a big rv drain tube outside that's fun so that's kind of my list for loose parts i'm probably forgetting many but uh, i also don't want to waste or I don't know if I'm wasting your time, but taking, I don't want to keep listing. Number five, mud, you need a mud or a sand kitchen. So what that could look like is it's as simple as getting six cement bricks and a big two by six board and laying it across. That is what a mud kitchen can look like. It does not have to look like a Pinterest beautiful Instagram worthy 
mud kitchen with big old sign that says this welcome to our mud kitchen it doesn't have to be that way it can be a board set up on some cement blocks it could be a full-on beautiful mud kitchen that's fine too ours was beautiful at one point it's not so much anymore and ours has like kitchen sinks in it like real kitchen sinks and a work surface so you need some sort of a surface for them to work on and again it can just be a board it could even be a board on the ground it could be a pallet it could be it could be anything but just something where they can kind of maybe resemble a workspace an old sink I told you we have old sinks in ours old sinks are fun the miscellaneous items that I think are fun to have in a, a mud slash sand kitchen are pots pans muffin tins utensils like big spoons jugs containers we have some giant pots that I found um like on Craigslist I don't even know what they used to cook in them but I'm talking giant pots we have um cookie sheets and some of those like some of those things start to rust over time and you got to get rid of them and bring in new and then any other natural materials of course mother nature is your best friend here so whatever she gives you but our kiddos use mulch pine cones bark leaves garden produce we grow gardens and we don't eat it all so the kids use that in their kitchen to chop up and make their different stews one year I had a group of kids that would make popper stew I have no idea where they got that term maybe a book from one of the kids that was reading at home or something um, but they would make popper stew out of tomatoes and corn and cucumbers and wild cucumbers uh, it was kind of fun kind of a fun year to watch that happen watch that unfold other other miscellaneous must-haves for out, your outdoor classroom. These are things that we have that I find are very purposeful in all realms and would be in many different outdoor classrooms. Shovels. We have to have sand shovels and we have to have snow shovels in our program. Giant plastic animals. And when I say giant, I'm not talking like as big as a person. I'm talking, you know, they have like the little animal creatures that you can per- buy, like the normal ones, and then they have the next size up. We like to use those in our outdoor classroom. Again, they're plastic, so they last a long time. Again, we're talking about a nature classroom here. So I apologize if you're not a plastic lover, but we have generally found like repurposing and um, finding things at Goodwill that are plastic. We use those until we can't use them anymore. Trucks, tractors, cars, big Tonka trucks. We have one of those digger things that you can sit on and dig in the sand with. Dump trucks are great for sand play. Chalk. Children love sidewalk chalk. We also let, they can draw on the side of our building with chalk. Um, We usually only try to do that the day before it rains or on a rainy day because we're located in a church and, and sometimes they just maybe don't appreciate all the beautiful chalk art on the side of the building like we do. Uh, but It's easy to wash off with a hose as well. Mashers. Mashers go well with chalk too if you take um, some sort of a masher. We like to use the big sheetrock mud stirring thingies like giant potato mashers and then we go buy like those black feed bins they're kind of like a rubbery feed thing for farm animals um and we use those to mash things around a lot of times we'll have parents bring in like an excessive amount of apples in the fall because many people have apple trees in their yards here and so uh they bring in apples and we have so many extra and so a lot of times we'll just put them out in our outdoor classroom and let the kids go to town smashing them up and doing whatever they want with those apples a catapult is so fun to have a catapult in the outdoor classroom 
We have found that a swing of some sort is a necessity for some kiddos. That motion, that repetitive motion for the vestibular system is so necessary for some kiddos. So a swing of some sort, even just hanging from a tree branch, that's what we have. I think it's essential to have tables if you want to be able to do all the things that you do inside, outside. I like to have tables for the children to sit or stand next to to do their art projects and their painting and their coloring and all of their makering. And you can also have snack and lunch outside then um, and not have to spread out on the grass or sand or concrete. In closing, nature is your BFF. She'll provide you with all of the things if you just look around for it. So if you have an outdoor classroom that, that you're lucky enough to be in a nature, like in a natural space with grass and trees and bushes and things, that's amazing. If you are in a parking lot and you're trying to make it more nature-y, then bring in some potted trees and bring in some sand and bring in some mulch and Um, When you're out and about, look for pine cones, look for acorns, look for all those things that your area has that you can just bring into your outdoor classroom for the kiddos. Because all those natural things, they just deteriorate naturally. You can get rid of them, um, compost them. So just make nature your BFF. You'll get all sorts of things. We have parents bring in pumpkins every year. I'm going to tell this story because this is like one of my favorite outdoor classroom stories. We had parents grow those giant pumpkins. Like I'm talking 100 pounds or more. They are huge. And uh, we had, I don't know, probably like four or five of those one year in our outdoor classroom. And we kind of cut the tops off of some of them so the kids could see inside them and see what like big ones look like compared to little ones. And uh, it was kind of the same time as all of the produce getting overripe in the garden that we hadn't eaten. And... So a lot of the produce got thrown into the pumpkin and they made this big popper stew with the pumpkin as the bowl or the pot, got the masher out, mashed it all up in there. Well, it rained, I don't know, a couple days later, filled the pumpkin up with some water. We noticed that critters had been hopping our fence and we're like in town critters like deer had been hopping the fence and munching on the giant pumpkins and the goodies inside the giant pumpkins because we were able to find deer droppings then which was another learning experience all in its of its own um we thought we found evidence of raccoons just because we could see their little hand prints so it afforded us like massive learning opportunities and then it started to rot it was the worst smell ever and then we had to haul them out so the teachers got the lucky job trying to lift that thing up well it had like rotted through the bottom and it was the most disgusting slimy nasty 100 pound ball of grossness and I remember picking it up and putting it in one of our black wagons to carry it over to the compost pile and we were gagging because the smell was so disgusting (laughs) It was so mushy. So it's quite the learning experience for everybody. But that's what that's what nature is. That's what outdoor classrooms are for. And I don't know if we'll um, if we'll ever get any of those large pumpkins again. But I'd be happy to do the same thing again, just because it makes a great story for those kids. So with that, settle into the mess, settle into the dirt, settle into the action, settle into the loud and the laughter. 
And think about all the ways that you can make your outdoor classroom a yes environment. Try to set it up in a way that you can say yes to all the things. And you guys, if you didn't get dirty, you didn't play. So have fun this year in your outdoor classrooms. Oh, hey, and we are almost to 50 reviews, and I think we need like four more. So I need four people to go and leave me a review, take a screenshot of it, send it to me via Instagram, and I'll enter you into a drawing to win a goodie box from me. We're at 46 reviews. I need 50, you guys, on iTunes. Spotify people, you can still take a screenshot, send it to me. Let me know you're watching. Well, not watching. You're listening. (laughs) I would so appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go onto iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.